Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everybody. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. And we are just tickled pink that you have joined us on the Holderness Family Podcast. I'm going to set a boundary around tickling because I despise being tickled. So here's the question. Is that the right kind of boundary to set? Well, we're going to be exploring that (laughs) and a few other issues today with Dr. Abby Medcalf. We're very excited because haven't you guys heard people say boundaries a lot in the last few years? It's a little bit bit of a buzzword. But first, before we get to that important conversation, visit theholdernessfamily.com and join our newsletter to stay tuned for all of our exciting projects. We have new merchandise in our shop, plus We're about tonight, I'm going to use my words now, we're going to be announcing a new game, which if you're a subscriber of the newsletter, you got like a special access, a a special access to pre-order and our book, both available on pre-sale soon. Very exciting, especially, I mean, the game's amazing and it's so funny, our kids play it and they said they actually they asked to play it again and they said this one is actually fun I'm like dude the last one was fun too. <laughs> was it no, no i think it was it was super I, fun but i will say this one it, the last one was super fun this one is is made for a slightly older audience and our kids are slightly older right so that made me feel good that it worked lola actually said i'm proud of you guys actually, no, for and, making this game. and when a 16 is, year old tells you she's proud yeah. i feel like that is should we should celebrate that as a victory yes and the book i think is going to be so important i'm so proud of pen so do, anyway that's that's enough kind of self-promotion there but today let's do like delicious dish today's topic boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> yeah, I i'm i'm laughing now but dr abby mad medcalf who we're going to introduce in a second Basically, if you listen to her podcast, you read her blog, you listen to her content, the solve for every problem is boundaries. Like your husband doesn't pick up his stuff, it's boundaries. It's boundaries are the reason. But here's the thing. 
I don't know what a boundary is. <laughs> I, I think I know it, but we use the term so much. She's here to help us explain that. Okay. Dr. Abby Medcalf is a psychologist, author, speaker with over 30 years of hands-on experience. Armed with humor, research, and expertise, she teaches simple, actionable tools and strategies that you can use to improve your everyday life. Dr. Abby Medcalf has been featured on ABC, CBS, CNBC, The Huffington Post, and Women's Health. She is the host of the Relationships Made Easy podcast, and her latest book, Boundaries Made Easy, Your Roadmap to Connection, Ease, and Joy, is available now. Welcome, Dr. Abby Medcalf. Welcome to the show, Dr. Medcalf. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You are going to solve all of our relationship That's right. problems. That's right. This just, is, I am. Yeah, just in a quick 35 minutes. Because apparently every issue we have is because we have failed to make some boundaries. And potentially yeah. one of the issues is I hear this term all the time and I like people, I hear boundaries. People say boundaries yeah. all the time. I don't yep. know if I have a full grasp on what it means. It gets used so much. Yep. Most people don't. Most people think when they tell someone, oh, I didn't like that you said that to me. Please don't do that anymore. You know, please mm -hmm. don't talk to me that way anymore. That that's, a, it's not a boundary. That's oh. just saying how you feel. Saying how you feel is very nice, but a boundary has to have an action. It has to have what I call teeth. It has to have something on the other side. So, this isn't a plug, but in my book, I, yeah. I, I go through like how to make boundaries, you know, all the little three-step process. It's not as hard as you think, but it's really important to know what kind of your deal breakers are, I call them, right? Before, you know, before Liz Lemon. Right. Yes. I, that's a great oh. reference. For the record. Great, yeah. It's a 30 Rock. It first. 30, oh, you had this before 30 Rock? Oh, oh yeah. Deal breakers? Okay. Oh, yeah. 30 Rock, yeah. I'm older than her. Yeah. <laughs> so, but beyond that, you know, this idea of really what it is that we need, not what we want. And what I find is that people start complaining about what they want because their needs aren't getting met. So you start complaining about the sock on the floor or snoring at night or whatever else, because your need, you're feeling valued, feeling heard, feeling seen, feeling appreciated, whatever that is, isn't being met. Mm -hmm. And then you start complaining about what you want. I want you to put the toilet seat up and I want the top on the toothpaste and I want you to clean out the sink, you know, that yeah. stuff. On, on the list that all of us make of our dream partner, no one has mow the lawn well. No, no one has, no one cares. No one right. has wiped the counters of all the jelly. Like that is not right. It's, it's what yeah, I want to feel cherished. I want to feel adored. I want to feel these things. That's what we want. So but we complain about the other. So give me an example then. We'll, we'll just use our marriage as an example. Sure. I, that's yeah, what we sure. do. This is free therapy. Free, we, oh, this is this podcast is just so we can get free therapy. That's right. <laughs> I would say we, we, we really do have a very strong marriage. Our core foundation is very good, but we do have issues and it, the centering around his, he's very ADHD. He has a very creative brain and he just does not see or, or it just is not as important to him. He can, he can be very productive in a house that's pretty messy yeah. Oh, or un untidy, not like it's not, it's not a slob, but he, he can, he can exist well in untidiness. I don't know what it is about me, it, but I do not, I cannot be creative and I cannot exist in untidiness. And yep. so how is that? Like, so then what's my, like, so my, my boundary is you have to clean up after yourself. That's not right. Like that's not, that's yeah. not saying you're right. So what is, what right. is this? <laughs> well, I would even say that's like a step back from boundaries. That's a step back to really 
what we need. So what what's happening is you're describing that in your head as something that Penn is not doing. So that's what we do. We tend to do. It means he doesn't appreciate me. He doesn't think what's I'm what's important to me isn't important to him. He doesn't hear me when I say, right? Isn't right. that the internal dialogue somewhere? Because we're assigning meaning to what someone else is doing. Mm-hmm. That I know I can look at Penn now and I've seen your stuff for years. He only wants to please you. There's no bone in his body that's like, oh my God, I am waking up. I'm I'm choosing violence today with him. Like I am going for her, right? There's no, and most of our men do not want that. Right. They they really are looking to please us. So you have to step back and go, why am I assigning this meaning to that? Why, why am I going there? And I go to a totally different place. I'm like, if if you want to clean, I'd hire a cleaning person more times a week. We we look to our partners often, and this is I get like was my TED talk. Like we look to our partners when when something needs to happen in the house, we look to our partners to fix it. To like if we can't do it, we're like, well, you have to. You know, that's pulling your weight and that's, you know, doing your fair share and that's whatever. And what happens is we think our partners can take things off our plate, but it's the same plate. Mm-hmm. So when we're draining our partner, we're draining ourselves. And when we're drained, they're drained. Like it's a shared battery. So you always want to look for resources outside the couple to bring in, as opposed to looking to your partner to do something that they quote unquote should do. I always say, do you want to be correct or effective? That's that's all great advice. And I think <laughs> I think you make some really good points about about the shared battery. I also I think just making an effort sometimes helps. It doesn't mean that you're gonna always get to to what it is that, that person wants or expects. Yep. I still don't know how to create a boundary. Yeah, like what's the name of it? Like, yes. I, I, so I, I know you said yeah. I know you said there's three steps and that you didn't want to yep. plug your book. I want you to plug the crap out of your book. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, just tell and, me the and three steps. Yeah, yeah. Like well, I would love to know. Three steps are basically that you really that you're identifying what your deal breakers are. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I go through a whole process of that because it's not so easy as, you know, I want whatever. It you really have to think about when something is missing. You know what your deal breakers are because when it's not there, you've left a relationship or a job or something. Like mm-hmm. there's that one thing that that broke the camel's back, so to speak, mm-hmm. and that's really where your deal breakers lie. And then from there, you create your standards. What are my standards? Well, I have a standard that my partner treats me with, appreciates me on a daily basis. Maybe that's a standard you have. Standards are never goals. They're never like I. My partner cleans up after, notices the mess. You know, every day that's, that's like a goal. And by the way, that's on your partner, not you. So it doesn't really work, but the standards are really about I'm treated with respect each day. And you have to decide what respect means. You know, you have to decide what these things mean. And that's where the meaning comes in that can get weird. Mm -hmm. And then the third part is the teeth. If this isn't met, I'm going to have a response, not a consequence, because this isn't about punishing people. I always, that's a wall, not a boundary. That boundaries are meant to keep people in and walls are meant to keep people out. When we put up a wall and when we cut people off, when we, you know, unfollow them, when we whatever, we're, we're looking to keep them out. Well, there are partners, mostly we're looking to keep them in, right? We want to draw them towards us, not out. And so we want to have a bet. Boundaries are, I always say they're love because they are. So there's that space there of, uh, to me, this piece with the, like not cleaning, yeah. you know, or not, not noticing, you know, what he does stuff is really about a problem solving between the couple. So it might, that might be the boundary that we problem solve this until we figure it out together that 
you know, I have a boundary that we need to problem solve this. You know, that's my boundary that we problem solve. When things come up, they're not a you problem, they're a we problem, and we're going to figure it out. And if that doesn't happen, then, and you have to decide what the then would be, what would the teeth be? Hey, hang in there. We're going to be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, Kim, I feel like around New Year's, we get kind of obsessed about how to change yeah. ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. I'm really proud of the work I've put into healthier habits in the last few months, and I'm planning on sticking with it. And you know, therapy helps you find your strengths so that you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Holderness to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dot com slash holdernet. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's be honest. We've all had embarrassing BO moments. Like any time you have to speak in public, if you don't put deodorant on, Ooh. it's like a different type of sweat. Ugh. And you and I did like a thing and I got done. And thank God I had a blazer on because it sort of masked it. But then I took it off and got in the car and it was just like. There is a yeah, lot gross. of pit sweat. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, Lumi whole body deodorant is making it so none of us ever have to worry about that BO again. Unlike certain other DOs, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet. Lumi is a game-changing deodorant designed by an OBGYN. Fast forward six years and her whole body deo has now earned over 300,000 five-star reviews. How? Well, unlike certain traditional deodorants that try to mask odor with a fragrance, Lumi is formulated to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. I personally love that Lumi is baking soda-free and paraben-free. You can choose from a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code HOLDERNESS at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi Deodorant and use code HOLDERNESS. And it's Lumi, L-U-M-E. So what are some examples? Because obviously, you know, I, I, I only ask this because in I've been 
aware, I'll, I'll just say through like friends, relationships, those sort of like kind of being on the outside. I've heard some friends say, well, I'm putting a boundary around this. And it's made yes. something off limits that is a really critical part of their relationship, I would think. Uh-huh. So yep. what is it? So I, 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 so maybe that's more of a wall like you were talking about. Yes. But t- tell me, like, what are some examples of really healthy boundaries that really will mm-hmm. improve a relationship? Right. You know, I, I'm thinking right now, just literally this happened the other day. I had a client whose uh, partner kept talking to her about her weight. Mm. And, you know, that mm. sometimes, and granted, she was complaining about it. So he was trying to be helpful. And, you know, and this had become part of their relationship, you know, where she would gain a little weight and he would talk, you know, and there was a thing. Mm, So she ended up, of course, feeling like he doesn't find me sexy unless I'm 10 pounds thinner and he doesn't want to have sex with me unless I'm this, which I always say men always want to have sex with you. Like, that's not (laughs) not the problem. That's correct. (laughs) That's correct. Yes. So I, I talked to her about it. I was like, well, you need you need to have a boundary around this, right? About, and so first of all, you want to always state your boundaries. They shouldn't be like secret. It's not a secret, right? And so she was very clear with him and said, you know, for now on in the relationship, my weight isn't a topic and I'm going to do my best not to mention it, you know, also, because I talked to her, I was like, well, you got to stop talking about it then. But so do not give helpful suggestions. Do not talk to me about it. Nothing. I only want to feel that you love and support me no matter what I'm doing. And she said, or I'm I'm going to say something, you know, that's usually our first boundary, right? That we're going to say something. And if I'll remind you of the boundary, and I always tell people only remind of a boundary once, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Do not keep reminding. Because what happens, you know, let's say in this situation, Right. This person says this and then her husband goes, you know, says, oh, you you sure you want a second helping? Right. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and she says, you know, I told you that that's not okay, Right. Mm -hmm. That what happens is then the person will say, oh, I'm so sorry. You know. Well, you hope they apologize. I I mean, I'm just you you hope. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's true. Or I just I was. Oh, that's not part of the boundary. Whatever they might say. So the problem is when we remind people, they just, that that cycle continues mm-hmm. and they go, oh, I'm sorry, or, oh, I didn't mean it. And then we sit, we stay there. So her boundary was, I'm going to leave the room okay. when that happens. So that's, I'm going to, got it. I'm going to like have a timeout for myself, not, you know, just to make sure I'm in a good headspace. I don't get really mad at you. I'm going to leave the room every time. Anytime that happens, and she actually extended this to her family, to like to other people. She did a really good job with it, and that's what you do. So when that happens, you leave. Yeah. If you don't have a response, then the per- then that cycle continues of people saying, "Oh, oops, you know, my bad," and then it just keeps happening. The behavior doesn't go away. And so you want the behavior to go away. And I would I would imagine if it's some because I do know there are people in my life who are always looking to, you know, get in better shape and they talk about it a lot. So I imagine that in the that relationship it probably was just very common to be a conversation. Yes. So that would require some adjustment that that wouldn't yes. be. Yes. Yeah. So uh <laughs> d- does a ah. does a healthy relationship exist where do you need to have an equal number of boundaries between the two people or what if one person has like a lot more boundaries than the other person Uh there shouldn't be oh go ahead i just don't have i I, i'm just thinking like what are our boundaries i don't know i think you're gonna have more boundaries i just don't know i think 
I, let's I, do I'm it worried, right now. She's here. Let's do it right now. She could tell us if they're good boundaries or not. But I'm worried. That, so you know we do we uh, we do have a boundary. We don't talk about work in the evening. That, no, 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 no. There no. you go. That's, that's your boundary. Oh, that is my boundary. That's, <laughs> that's my boundary. I don't care if we talk about work in the evening. I don't like to hear it the minute my eyes open. Yeah. So we're in, so we, in the morning. Yes. So so we got that. So he used to bring up work stuff right before bed, and it used to stress me out. And then. Conversely, I have more energy in the morning. And so I'm like, okay, hey, babe. And, and so I was attacking him in the morning. So, so now we chill. Dr. Abby, literally the first thing she used to say when I woke up in the morning. <laughs> and it's then? so funny. It's and then. Like, I don't know what the first part of the sentence was. And I understand. Like, we look, we work really hard. And she works incredibly hard. And she gets the hamster wheel going in the morning. A lot of times I keep it running at night. But it is funny that, like, I'll w- open my eyes in here. And then? And then? We I have, have, like, have mid-sentence already. But I. But we did tried, create a boundary there. We created. Yeah. Okay, so that's a boundary. Yeah. That's a boundary. And that you keep. And that is healthy. And so, but I would say, again, it's, like, to me, your goal, your standard is to feel calm in your home. Yeah. And one of the ways, you know, to feel connected to your partner, mm-hmm. to feel, because working together, I have so many couples I work with who work together. Like it- That's uh, why God they're bless. coming to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, God bless. I did a whole episode on it on the podcast because it's such a thing, you know, yeah. especially since the pandemic, it's even more common. But to have those boundaries to me do need to be a little more black and white than a lot of boundaries are, you know, like we're not speaking about work between this and this or whatever. I have the same thing with my, cause I come home after talking all day to clients yeah. and poor Gary, he's like, you know, I'm like, mm. you know, my kids too. I don't want to talk to anybody for a little while. Yeah. And so they know I come in the house and I go change and wash my face. I, I, I have a little thing I do to create a bit to create, but I've said it like, yeah, don't talk to me. And they know, yeah. right? But if someone started to talk to me in that moment, I would say, it's it's not time. And I would just walk away. Yeah. I wouldn't explain it. Can you zoom out, since you have a good grip on this, we, we mentioned all of the places where you've talked about this and you've talked to broad audiences about this. So I'm guessing yes. you can tell us like maybe three of the more popular good boundaries and maybe a couple of the bad boundaries that people tend to, to create. Yeah, yeah. Again, people tend to say, well, that's my boundary now. And it's in a pushback. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that is your first mistake. Let me just say maybe what the mistakes are too yeah, about sure. it. It shouldn't be angry. Boundaries shouldn't be angry. We normally are angry at others. If you're feeling resentful or angry, resentful is the biggie mm-hmm. <laughs> of someone else. It's because you don't have a boundary clear. It means that you didn't draw a boundary and you're expecting someone else to keep a boundary when you're not keeping your own. Mm. And that's what I hear more than ever. Oh, he trampled my boundary. Well, that's not about someone else trampling it. It's you not holding it. So if you said, if you say this thing, I'm going to walk out, then you need to walk out no matter what, no matter how much they apologize, no matter how much it again, and don't walk out in a huff, you know, it's to save the relationship. It's to it's to feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's to feel like you follow through on something you said. It's a commitment you made and you're following through. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that I think is the biggie that people think they're making boundaries and they're not. They're just saying what they'd like or wish or saying what they're mad about. So when you stop and really think about a calm home, like for you, I, I actually think that I have teenagers, you know, that to me is my top priority that we have a, a home that's filled with laughter and calm. Mm-hmm. And so 
I'm always measuring against that boundary as things come in or out, like what the kids sign up for, how many activities we have, right? All those kinds of things you, you have to really think about. But so that would be sort of big picture stuff. But I think in the in the small picture, it's people say a hard no. You ever, you know, yeah. that's a hard no. That's about that's a hard no. And Gay Hendricks, who's a wonderful author, he calls it instead of a hard no is all that defensiveness, you know, like I'm pushing back on you because I don't feel like I can hold my boundaries. So I'm getting so like a wall. And instead, we he calls it an enlightened no. You know, when you have an enlightened no, it's from love. It's from it's from alignment. It's an aligned no. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what? That doesn't serve me to have you talk about my weight all the time. I end up feeling resentful and angry and bad about myself and upset and whatever. So I am now going to um, make that clear that that can't happen anymore. Is that, yeah, that, does that make sense? sense? Yeah. Yeah. If let's say you're having an argument, you know, the, you know that same argument everyone has, you know, <laughs> in the, in the relationship. Do you, I, I do everything and you do nothing. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty much yeah. a common one. So for that, you know, people would say, well, my boundary for like, right, when you have that argument, what's your boundary? And really, the reason you're saying I do everything and you do nothing isn't because of the doing. It's because that thing that you need, that deal breaker isn't being met. Somehow when you when I feel very cherished in my relationship, I feel very safe. Okay, that's like mm -hmm. something we've worked out after years together <laughs> that I feel really cherished. So when Gary leaves some whiskers in the sink, even though I've asked him to please rinse that more thoroughly yeah. <laughs> a few times, because I am like, <laughs> I need things a little much cleaner than he does. I don't take that as he doesn't appreciate me. He Because I feel cherished all the time. So the, the whiskers in the sink don't have the same meaning for me. Does that make sense? Like we stop worrying so much about it. So if if the fight, I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to engineer this here. So if the fight mm -hmm. and somebody who's listening, the an issue that's coming up in their relationship is uh, one of the partners says, I do everything, you do nothing. Mm -hmm. What is the, the, what are the words? We love a script here. We love really yeah, specific yeah. scripts. I'm there. What it, What is the script that person should be saying employing and yeah, yeah Im implying what do we do what do we do no what just do like do? because it's obviously so what you know it's about like what you need to feel not what this person is doing so what are the yep. words we can create yeah. around that yeah yeah so right there again and what do we usually do when someone says that we deny it rebut it and give a list of all the things we do yes mm -hmm. I mean, right <laughs> sorry that's how we do that so first things first it doesn't matter what the objective truth that you have is it's that this person does feel that so the first reaction so number one say yes first wow that's oh my gosh that feels like a lot tell let's stop for a second is do you really let me hear it does it feel like i do nothing here like nothing, like not a thing. Does it? But you have to be curious. That's rule number one. Mm -hmm. You have to truly be curious. Is that really how it feels to this person? Because we have a bigger problem. What 99.9% .9 of the time happens, because the person is, we call this making a bid. They're looking for this attention at this issue to feel more cherished, to feel more seen, to feel more heard, to feel more appreciated. So they make blanket 
you know, generalized statements, of course, the other person doesn't do nothing. And they know that. Right. So generally, when you stop the conversation right there and say, is that and from a heart from a loving heart? Is that really how it feels here? They will 99% of the time say, well, not nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. So and it's always about questions, not statements. I have a thing. Don't sack SAC. Don't offer suggestions, give advice or criticize. Instead, you want to ask questions. Tell me more, my favorite question, tell me more about that. So tell me more, how, how does it feel? Lean in, don't lean out, don't rebut, don't say it's not true, don't make statements, don't you know, offer, well, you need to do this then, you know, don't, mm-mm. just ask curious questions. I call them collaborative questions. Tell me more about what it feels like in the house to you. And then you've got this person talking, well, I just feel overwhelmed and I'm cooking all the meals and I'm I'm taking, you know, the kids and I have to worry Johnny was up with a fever last night and I had to make sure there was Tylenol in the house, you know, all the emotional labor. It's usually women saying these things, usually, not always. I've had men say them. But to hear that and to have empathy, you know, to then be able to have empathy, like, oh my gosh, this person I love feels completely overwhelmed. Now, so what can we do to make this better? What we, not you, not me, we like what would help what would be to you like the if if i could say one thing right now that would make you feel like things have changed what would it be and i will tell you and i've done this in session a thousand times with couples and the often it's the wife and she'll say i just need to hear that's going to be okay mm. or that you've got my back or that you know you're going to help me through this and i'm not alone and then men have a place to men love a target Am I right, Pat? You guys love a target. Yes. You guys love when we give you, do this right here. Here's a target. What usually happens is that men clean up after dinner, right? They're like, oh, my wife is sick. She went to bed. I'm going to take care of the kids. I'm going to clean up after dinner. I'm going to take care of you. Then the wife comes down in the morning and there's jelly left on the counter. And you know how there's uh, one of the pots isn't really clean. Yes, I do. <laughs> you don't have to, you're like, how did you miss that? Right. And then there's a thing and then it's like, you know, you said you were going to clean up and I'm, I'm I'm sick and now I'm cleaning up the kitchen, you know, to get it ready. You didn't put away all the stuff. And then the men go, Ugh, no matter what I do, it's never enough. Why do I even try? Like I try I, the, or the target always moves. That's what I hear from men a lot, a lot, not always. And so, again, we start to back up a little and think, what could I ask here? That could make this better. I had I had a couple the other night. The wife went up and woke up the husband because he forgot to put away the dishes again. That was their deal. That's their boundary, right? You put away the dishes at night. I wake up in the morning. I take care of the kids, and there's a clean, you know, there's a clean runway. She was furious. Ran up the stairs like you effing this, and I what is wrong with you know? And I said to her, I know this is hard, but he didn't do it on purpose. He still needs to do it. Don't get me wrong. This isn't like you know. Oh, never mind. Men can't do everything. It's about, though, I said, what if you had crawled in bed and said, I am at the end of my rope. I am so sad, frustrated, and overwhelmed right now because the dishes weren't done last night. I need to know, what do we have to do to change this? Because I, I, need, a, I need a clear runway in the morning. Like, what has to happen? And there's a different energy there to problem solve. So it sounds like boundaries when I hear it as the buzzword, it sounds like it sounds very firm and aggressive, but really boundaries are an act of kindness. They are. 
and they can they be, are yeah it's an, an act of kindness yeah it also seems like so I, you used a lot of um references that we learned in our book you you used empathy you used tell me more you used i hear you 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 know you diffuse the situation in a certain way and you also used i feel right like that's those are the those are kind of the the cornerstones of the book that we wrote i just don't know that we ever use the term boundary afterwards so the boundary so i need the target right i'm the guy with the target yep in that example that you just gave the guy he's supposed to do all the dishes the the boundary is if i'm hearing you correctly he's going to do this job or else his wife is going to wake him up prematurely in the morning is that correct (laughs) no okay see yeah sorry so it's okay i think that he's going to do this job and that we understand excuse me we understand that it's very hard like to me this wouldn't be a boundary you would draw by the way this yeah, is just right. a, that's where I wanted, I wanted examples. Yeah, like, exactly. What is what is a, a boundary is we when I'm upset with you, I don't scream at you. Mm, OK, see, that's, that's not boundary. that's not what I expected. And that's interesting. Yeah, it, it's a it's a rule you have in the house. Like you clean dishes at night. We don't talk about work. Right. To me, those aren't boundaries. Those are those, those are, are secret are contracts. Yeah, those things are things we like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what is so back to the question, like what is a good, healthy boundary? It's when when I'm upset. Well, when we're having a fight, I'm not going to scream like, or something like what, yep. what, what's an example of some yeah, good boundaries? Yeah, I, I think a good healthy boundary is we always work as a team. Mm-hmm. Every problem that comes my way or your way, it's our way. Mm-hmm. That you always have my back first. Mm-hmm. You always say yes first to whatever I'm, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, to me, there's the only reason to be married, frankly, is that I, I feel like this one person, no matter what, no matter what, at the end of the day, has my back. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Is there another thing? So really? I, I mean, get, the, I, there's other things. So I, I mean, there's, like, <laughs> there's, there's whatever, but yeah. There's, <laughs> Thank you. Right? Yeah. But you know what I mean? There's like the, the only reason <laughs> plans really? in marriage. Yes. Yeah. So I guess my, you know, that was my curiosity coming into this because I think that so many people are using the term boundaries in a very different way. And Mm -hmm. so your boundaries, like you said, are to keep people in, to keep your partner in, as opposed to putting a wall up that keeps your partner out. And so that's where I feel as if in my interaction with people who are using this term, it has not been used correctly there's obviously there's another issue there's something else and it doesn't mean that's not important but if you're using a boundary to keep a partner out you're missing an opportunity yep okay and let me let me use family here let's let's do even bigger right my mother always i had this with a client recently her mother always calls her to come help and they're very close all the family right she's Mm -hmm. adult you know with kids the mother always calls her to help come over for sunday and help clean up and help do things and meanwhile she has a sister that isn't married with no kids who never gets asked right and so what what happens i i do these things for my mother even though i don't want to Mm mm-hmm and even though I say no, but then she cajoles me and I go. So now I'm blaming her for me not keeping the boundary, right? Because I don't want to hurt her feelings and I don't want to make her upset and whatever. And But I'm resentful and angry. That's not a loving relationship. That's not kind. Mm-mm. People think they're being nice. I-, I talk about boundaries on a continuum of thin to thick. And what happens, here's the key to boundaries. Your boundaries should never change depending on how other people act. 
So if your kid is being being nice all of a sudden, right? Like you, you I had this with my son. He had a curfew of midnight when he was a senior in high school. And then, you know, he calls at 11 at night to say, can I stay out later? This is stupid, right? Like mm-hmm. any parent knows, don't say yes. Mm-hmm. What came up at 11 at night? <laughs> now you want to be up later. But I was asleep and I was like, okay. And of course, then he didn't come home. I said till one, he came home at three. And then I was furious and I threw the book at him, right? The mm-hmm. next day, you're grounded for life. I'm never speaking to you again. And I was very angry. Right. <laughs> that is going from a, so I had a regular boundary, but Max was being a good boy and he had been keeping to his curfew. So I relaxed my boundary. And now he's like, oh, there's no, ba- I, I don't have to respect the boundary. She didn't. Why do I? So he didn't. And then, right. So I got too thin with my boundary. I got, I got too easy. You relaxed it. And, and then I, cause he was being good. And then I slammed the book on him because now he's bad. And this is what we do. We, we do this thing for our mom. You know, we go over and we, we help set up for dinner every Sunday and we're resentful and angry about it. And then we're like, I'm never going over there again. Screw that person, right? We unfollow them, we block them, we get so mad, we punish our children with a <laughs> lifetime of no electronics. And we close the door because we get too thick because we don't trust ourselves to hold the boundary. I don't care if someone's if someone's mean to me, I don't suddenly get really mean because that's not my boundary. That's not who I am in the world. If someone's really nice to me, I don't suddenly go, yeah, come on over to my house here. You know, like like it your boundary shouldn't change doesn't matter if someone's nice. It doesn't matter if they're mean. Your boundary should stay the same. So what is the, what's the official boundary then from, because this is probably, I would imagine, it doesn't exist in our case, but there is a, a child who feels like they're doing more of the work for the parent. What is the boundary there when she feels like she's being overutilized or, yeah, when uh-huh. her, and her oh, sibling and is not, yeah. Yeah. And her sibling yeah, is I, not. I asked her, I said, what would make you happier in this family? She said, I don't want to go over anymore on Sundays. Like, oh, it's such a busy day for me and the yeah. kids, you know, and my husband, like, we have so much going on. We're getting school, ready for school the next day. I don't want to do Sunday dinners anymore. And I especially don't want to do them at their house. If we, I said, all right, what do you need? She said, maybe we could go out to dinner oh. where no one has to do anything. I was like, beautiful. So her boundary became you know what? Sundays don't work anymore. They really don't. The kids, you know, are four, seven, and nine. She has three kids. It's too much. I don't want to come over anymore on Sundays. If you'd like to do dinner occasionally, I would. Like, I would say once, maybe twice a month. If you'd like to do something else another time, we can talk about it, but I will no longer be coming on Sundays. And her mother became furious, didn't want to speak to her. How could you do this? This is the essence of the family. We've always had Sunday, you know, all the cajoling that people do. To, to quote unquote, make you feel guilty, right? Mm-hmm. And I said to her, okay, so it doesn't matter how your mom acts. It doesn't matter what she says. You're not a victim in your life. And most people treat themselves as victims in their lives. I can't help it. I yeah. can't change the relationship because my partner won't change. I can't do this because my mother gets upset. I can't do this because my wife gets upset. No, you no, you don't change your boundary depending on how other other people's reactions are about them, not you. And as long as you're saying what you're saying with a loving heart, that's that's your only job. Your job isn't to make people comfortable. It's to speak from a loving heart. That's it. Not in that like pushback, yeah. F you, you know, I'm out of here. And she, and that's what she kept. And then you stop being resentful of mom. You stop feeling overwhelmed about a situation. You stop feeling powerless. You stop feeling like nothing's in your control, which is hard enough when you have three kids or two kids. Or one kid. You know, it feels like everything's out of control. So to be able to take control again of your life, 
that's what boundaries should boundaries if you're not feeling empowered by it then you're doing it you're not doing it right mm -hmm. and if you don't feel loving by it you're not doing it right i'm trying to imagine I had I had the greatest dad of all time. He was a he was our marriage counselor to start off. He was terrific. Well, no, but to I'm, be clear, he just did the premarital like yeah, meeting personality test. Like we didn't do yeah, like marriage counseling. Got it. Marriage counseling. No, he gave no. He he requires everyone who who he marries to go through one counseling yeah. session with him. So, and I I thought he did a fine job, but I can't imagine me trying to explain boundaries to him. I don't know if there's, I, I don't know if he would, if he would get that. So I empathize with this woman talking to her mother about it. So moving from that generation to our generation, where we're kind of learning about it a little bit, how do we teach the next generation, our kids about boundaries? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm doing this right now. Like with my teenagers, you know, they're, and, and they're late teens and going off to four-year schools next year. And, you know, and I've talked a lot. My my daughter has a friend who maybe wants to like room with her, wants to pick the same college and like room with her. And my daughter's like, you know, she wants to go off and have a new life, right? And I said, you have to draw a boundary with her. You have to let her know what the expectation will be. If she, you can't, you can't control her choosing the college you go to, you know, you can't control that, but you can control what the relationship looks like if she does that. And you can let her know now, which might impact her decision. And that's really hard for like a 17 year old. Oh, so right? hard. Yeah. And, and my daughter did it. Good she told her. her, she said, you know, I love you and you're a good friend, but this is what I am going to do. And I'm not going to room with you. Like, I'm not going to be your best friend there during like that. Yeah. I want to meet new people. Like, this is what I want to do. And I hope you do too. And it took a while, you know, we did some coaching together, but there's a great boundary. Yeah. Like, so that you don't go, what am I going to do? I'm a victim. She's just going to come and she's going to want to hang out with me all the time. And I'm going to be screwed. Right. Right. But that's what people do because they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. They don't. And I was like, you don't, you can't control. She might have a very upset reaction. She might not. I, you can't control that. You have to let go of that. All you can do is know that you say it as lovingly as you can. Like, I love you. You know, I've loved our friendship. And this yeah. is what it's going to look like at school for me. Yeah. So I just don't want you basing your decision on me and thinking we're going to be something else that we're not because I want you to have a great experience, right? There's a lovely way to say that. Mm -hmm. And I, I and, do, yeah, there's yeah. probably ways to like set examples, like by they're probably watching what we're doing. They are. They yeah. are. And I will, I will share, you know, my mom, my parents are both dead, but my, my mom was living till a few years ago and she was a, a real, a true narcissist, like a, like not the way people throw it around, but mm -hmm. was one. And thank God I made a lot of peace with her. So it was good when she died, but I had very, very strong boundaries with her mm. because I needed to. So, and I didn't, you don't have to tell anybody this is a boundary, by the way, <laughs> just with my mom, I didn't talk about anything personal because she would use it, right? So she'd say, how are you and Gary doing? And I'm, I'm like, we're great. Everything's good. And she's like, well, how are you really doing? It can't always be good. You know, she would throw out the, you know, the hook, right? And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. It's great. And then I would change the subject. I, I have a brother who's um, uh, a little crazy. Well, I have two brothers. All my siblings are crazy. But anyway, this one brother, he likes to talk to me about things that I don't politics I don't agree with and other things. And my, what I say every time is, you know what, there are, I love you so much. And there's so many things I want to talk to you about that I'm excited about in my life right now. This isn't one of them. And then I jump into the new topic. Mm, that's a good way to deal with that. 
it's like, boom, it, it's a, it's a magical thing. And I would do that with my mom too. You know, I would say, oh, there's so many things I want to talk about with you. This isn't one of them, but, 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 and I would have at the ready, you know, like, oh my gosh, McCartney made the softball team or, you know, Max hit a home run the other day, or we you know I would just go off into something they wanted to talk about. So be mindful of what you share with people, because then that's, uh, I see this a lot where a couple is fighting and one person shares it with their family mm. or God forbid there was cheating or something else. And you share it with your family because you're so mad at your partner about whatever you were fighting about. But guess what? You forgive your partner and the family doesn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the work. We, so, yeah, we learned that a yeah. long time ago. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. It, you know. So to me, that would be a boundary I would set in the couple. You know, again, a rule, a social rule I would set in the couple, but to hold that for yourself, right? I don't talk to my family about personal things because it can kind of come back. And, but by the way, people would often ask me like, why don't you just cut your mother off? You know, like, why do you, why do you stay right. in a relationship? It was a difficult relationship. And I said, cause my kids are watching. And first of all, I want to have peace with my mother for myself. That's mm -hmm. actually the top reason. But the second reason was I know my children are watching. And I don't want my kids to ever think it's okay to cut me off you know, because I'm yeah. acting in a way that maybe they don't like. Like, that's not one of the options. We find ways to create, to forge relationship with the people that are important in our lives. We just find, we just have boundaries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We figure out how we can manage it. Can I tell you something crazy? I'm just realizing like a bunch of my friends are really good at this. Tell me. They just say like my, and I, I, maybe with guys, you just kind of, it, you figure it out and moves like, there's a buddy of mine who's like, yeah, I don't ever, I don't ever do things with money with friends or family. Or like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, he's very good about that. And, and he's, but he's got a bunch of these boundaries and none of them are offensive, abrasive, like anything. It's like, oh, that's the deal. Let's move on. Yeah. And he's widely regarded as like one of the nicest guys out there. So there's a way to do this and, and not tick off your and college I, roommate or which I, it sounds like she didn't. I, and there was, can a good, I tell you what it is? What? Here's the deal. Yeah. Between men and women too. That's so okay. Different. I was going to ask about that, but yeah. Uh-huh. Because women are, we are, we're trained to please and we're trained to really be in touch with other people's emotions and how they're doing. So there's this amazing research that shows that by Timothy Wilson, but anyway. So our brains process information at a rate of 40 bits per second, our conscious brain, conscious brain, consciously we're processing at 40 bits per second. Our subconscious processes information at a rate of 11 million yeah. bits per second. <laughs> So that, so people don't hear what you say, they hear what you mean. Mm -hmm. So when you're a friend, when a man often says something like that, it's congruent. He feels totally fine about it. He's not worried about hurting people's feelings. He yeah. feels very confident about the decision. He doesn't feel guilty about it. And he's saying it anyway, right? But when a woman sometimes often can mm -hmm. set a boundary, they feel bad. They're yes. doing this. Like, Ooh, sorry. Sorry, I actually uh, don't. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. And so guess what? The other people pick up on that. That they're not hearing your words. They're hearing your your meaning. And this is over Zoom and this is over the phone and this is by like I'm just telling you the energy is powerful thing. And so the subconscious is picking that up going, "Huh. Well, there's something not congruent there. Let me push." Like they don't believe yeah. it. Why should I? 
That's the difference. Mm. And it's a huge one often. And there's not, it's not that there aren't women who can do this easily. I think at this point in my life, I'm pretty good at it. Although I still get like, I have to get myself, you know, sort of in line, even with all the training I've had, all the therapy I've done, all the things I know, I still, people pleasing is still a very, again, men do it too, but women really do it. Yeah. Women it's diagnosable. Yeah, I, 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 there was a, a, a common friend in this friend group who was starting a business and was looking for investors, you know, and it's a very small level. And our good friend said, you know what, we just have, a, we don't deal with money business with friends or family. We just don't. And I was like, I just, it's not a good time. And I don't, um, I you know what? I'm like going to give you some money. I, and I was like, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I'm just I didn't. But I was like, <laughs> I just feel like I, and it's same, same thing. But by the way, we have yep. that same rule. Like we, yeah. so, but I didn't. So what I'm hearing also, so, oh, is, God. I'm sorry. No, but like, I like what you said, kind of just like a social rule. So is the term boundary kind of interchangeable with kind of like a social rule? It, it, yeah. it, it, it isn't really. Okay. It's, it's social rules are social rules. Yeah. It's sometimes a little interchangeable. Sure. But the boundary is, I really, what the boundary is, is I listen to myself and I, if I want to really do something, I do it. And if I don't, I don't. That's really the boundary that a person is having. Mm. It's not, I don't do things to please other people. It's a great boundary. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't nurture, that you're not a nurturing person, but that, or I I, I, I don't put other people's needs in front of my own. Mm -hmm. Could be a boundary. And then you filter through requests through that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. now I'm filtering through a request through that thing, which becomes maybe a boundary or a kind of a social norm, you know, a way that I'm norming my life. It you're I want to say this about boundaries too. Never justify them ever. Because that's where that 11 million bits get picked up, right? The the tentativeness. No is a complete sentence, as we know, right? Many people have said that. And so when you start explaining why, well, I can't come over on Sunday because this is going on and my kids are this and that's happening. You know, the other person's like, oh, we have a place for your kid to nap in the house. And, oh, why don't you just, it's only Wednesday. Why don't you do all that stuff before Sunday so you can come for dinner, right? They'll they'll problem solve it for you. So the answer is just, no, I, I don't come over on Sundays anymore mm. and leaving it. And that is something I've become more masterful at. It's a skill. All this is skills. I want to tell everybody this. No one's born with boundaries. <laughs> no, no one has them. You know, it's a skill you learn. And like any other skill, you get better the more you do it, right? The, the more you do it, the better you get. And so I've become very good at, you know, the mother at school asking me to take part in the auction <laughs> and my going, you know, no, I, I really can't. Done. Oh, well, well, what do you mean you can't? I said, yeah, I just can't. I don't tell her it's because I'm getting my nails done because what uh, that's going to go over well. Like they're going to really talk, <laughs> talk right. about me, right? I, I don't tell her it's because of whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I'm filtering it through with my timing. And sometimes I'll say, you know what? If I had more notice next year, like, could you put me in something like a reminder in August about it? And I could then look and really make and, time. And get my manicurist really buttoned up and change. Really buttoned in. <laughs> there, yeah. yeah. There are some people who really struggle with this. My mother was yes. one of them. She would, she lived in the age of a lot of telemarketer calls um, and she did not know how to say no to people. And so she would say, she'd be like, Oh, tell me a little bit more about this and then hang up on them like every single time. Oh. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> um, it's, but I'm only saying this to say that, 
you've mastered it, I imagine that is a high degree of difficulty. That's like, that's a 4.0 dive in the Olympics yeah, yeah, yeah. just to simply really say no. And that's why people will just cut people off because mm -hmm. it's so uncomfortable. We, it, we don't have that skill of being in a presence of someone when it's uncomfortable and just allowing the feelings to happen. And for someone to say, wow, that really pisses me off that you're saying no and go, yeah. 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 Full stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, that's it. That's yeah. Then the conversation's done. I have to say, I'm getting better. I was sitting here thinking, oh, I, and with my relationship with Penn, we have very few. I think the work talk. What are some other things? Well, we so we. I have this law of one hundred and fifty that I believe in. We were just talking about you do everything, I do nothing. Mm -hmm. I believe that if you experimented on humans and you gave them exactly half of the things to do, but in like different rooms, and you got and then you came back together and looked at what happened, you would both think that you did seventy five percent of the work. So it mm -hmm. always adds up to one hundred and fifty percent when there's really only a hundred and you know only one hundred percent. I think that uh, that's that's just human nature and that's tough. Right. No. I. By the way, Penn does a lot. So when I say I do everything, you do nothing. I know. It's just like yeah, but Penn Penn does a lot. I do so do think, you. I do think I have some boundaries around my extended family. I Good. that I'm getting better yep. at. And one of my boundaries is not to chime in on this part. So I'm gonna. So, lay and out. we've also learned that that like I can. I can. My mic's over there. I I can talk in a in a way that suits me about my extended family, and Penn just goes, "Mm hmm, mm hmm." Tell me about that. Because, no, we're like that's a that's a common boundary, right? Like you can talk about your extended family, but your spouse really should like lay out on that one, right? <laughs> yeah, lay it out. Again, if you take the no sack rule, don't offer suggestions, give advice, or criticize. If you just live by that in your life. And just ask questions. It goes so far. There's a it lot really of families does. that would have very little conversation right. because yeah, all they do is. I'm afraid so like, not. But, yes. but she's like sacking out, and I'm like, I I don't want to join in way, on I sacking. I don't. I don't talk my family. You don't talk to your family. Everybody does. It's okay. I just did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes. Okay. Well, we've we've taken your time, and we got our we got our free therapy. So we really appreciate you. Tell us where people who are listening, where can they find you? Your podcasts, all all your socials. Tell us all that. Yep. All of that, I'm sure you'll link it in yes, your yes. show notes and everything, but really abbymedcalf.com and that's with a D, yep. you know, A-B-B-Y-M-E-D-C-A-L-F.com. Everything is there. So the new book, Boundaries Made Easy. And, and you know, it's called Your Roadmap to Connection, Ease, and Joy, because that's how boundaries should make you feel at the other side. Yeah. Like that's what's there just for the record. And, you know, my other books and my social, everything is there. And the podcast relationships made easy, which got, we're in like 180 countries now. I don't even know how it happened because I started it as a little give yeah, <laughs> millions of downloads ago. And now it's the thing, but uh, it's research-based information, very practical tools. I give it away. Yeah, because I want to. Yeah, and it's and it's a great listen. So everybody, check it out. Thank you. Thank Thanks you, for the thank free you. therapy. Thank you for the. You're free welcome. Therapy. Thank you for having me. I know. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you to Doctor Abby Medcalf. Would you you feel good about this, Pen? You feel like you can put some boundaries in place? Yeah, I don't really need a ton of them, but I I, I just need to know what the heck they are. <laughs> I'm so glad we finally got to that. I think I'm glad that she helped us build up. The, the building blocks, really, before we understood what it was. Yeah. So the building blocks and like, so it's from what I'm interpreting it as, and she might correct me, it's 
going to be a standard I have for myself. Like, yep. I, I need to be respected. I need to have love and connection. It's done out of love and I, not I, out of spite. But but the way I want to feel in the world and walk through the world is in relationships that offer love and connection and respect. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And things that don't fit into that, I'm going to stay away from. So if that's a relationship, a place, a person... And and not in a a really salty, terrible way. It's out of love to keep people in. So that that was I got some big takeaways. Like boundaries are to keep people in, not to keep people out. And I'm just gonna be yeah, I like it. Thank you to Dr. Abby Medcalf. And thank you, Penn. what I do? I do think the whole like cleaning thing, I do think you love and respect me. Yeah. I think my kids, though, I lost my ish the other day with them. So I need to figure out boundaries with them and what that looks like. Anyway, uh, love you guys. Love you. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.